Hey guys, this is Ryan Pavey, and you're listening to Pam and Don. Hello, and welcome to the special edition of Christmas Movie Spotlight. I'm your host, Don Mack, and I'm here with my friend and colleague and co-host, Pam. How are you, Pam? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Well, you know, I'm getting better all the time. You know how sick I've been this week, so it seems like every time I get on air and I talk with you, I'm just, my voice is a little bit strong. I'm feeling a little bit better. Maybe you got a great, you just, you know, maybe you're a great influence on me. I don't know. Maybe you're sending some healing yeah. vibes. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> you know, um, I'm feeling better, and uh, I understand you've been a little under the weather, too. Are you feeling okay? I'm getting there. I think it, you know, I first thought it was that you gave me your cold, but I'm starting <laughs> to think that it's my allergies. So, uh, you know, well, that's just something I live with. Allergies can be very deceptive, you know, especially if you're having a really bad allergy day and it, you can think, oh, my gosh, I'm coming down with something. And right now we're in the time of year where everybody has got everything, and so there's so many germs floating around. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's out not so that's understandable well i'm glad you're feeling better and i hope you keep improving thank you. but uh, you too. well thank you um well today we oh my gosh have we got a show for you <laughs> pam and i have been barely able to contain ourselves to announce this one i mean to keep it under wraps i don't know how we kept it under wraps for as long as we did but uh we did and but we are so excited to bring to you our special guest for today's show is the incredibly handsome and talented Ryan Pavey. Okay, that voice. <laughs> oh my gosh, um, the cat's finally out of the bag. Don't, it's just a sense, such a sense of relief. I mean, aren't you glad to finally be letting the world know this, Pam? Yeah, and you you said you wonder how we were able to contain ourselves, and I think it's because we could discuss it between each other. You know, if, exactly. if only one of us had done this interview, then that would have been impossible. It would have been like, you know, pulling my hair out and tying my hands and taping my mouth to keep it quiet. Yeah, for real, for real. So, well, it's just... Interviewing him was a dream come true, I think, because, you know, he doesn't do a lot of interviews, first of all, but he, and he's such a big mega star. He's getting to be on Hallmark now. I mean, he's had previous, you know, his previous acting experience on General Hospital. He has such a huge fan base. Um, So, wow, what an honor to be able to have the opportunity to interview him and chat with him for the time that we had. And to be able to listen to him talk for, for the duration of time, too, that was one of the biggest treats of the whole interview, I think. Yeah, definitely. And to find out even things that we didn't know about. So you'll definitely need to tune in. Um, Ryan stars in the four-night Thanksgiving event on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, Miracles of Christmas premiere. And it's Hope at Christmas, which airs Tuesday, November 20th at 8 Eastern, 7 Central. And we are so excited and honored to bring you our interview with Ryan Pavey. Enjoy the show. Well, I want to thank you so much, Ryan, for calling in and taking time out of your busy schedule as well. We really, really appreciate being able to speak with you. Thank you. So you were in quite a few... You were in quite a few music videos like Tony Braxton's Hand Tied and Christina Aguilar's Oh yeah, yeah. Your body. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just yeah, to I did name a, bunch a couple. Of those. Good... 
good chunk of time there where I did a bunch of music videos. Yeah. How do you prepare for your part in a video? I mean, is there a script, or do they give you the premise and then they let you go and improvise? No, the thing, honestly, the thing with a with a music video, unless you're the star, there isn't a, or or a dance troupe, you know, something that ha, that it has to be choreographed, it has to be prepared and stuff like that. The rest of us, most of us, are just given instructions on set because we're we're background performers, you know, we're mm-hmm. we're extras. There's not a lot of you know the the music video is not about me, you know. I was in them, but. My, right. I was just a guy, you know, like in Christina Aguilera's video, I knew the director um, from previous projects and that's how I got brought in on this one. And they just had me shooting pool. They had to come up with some reason for uh, us to link up in the bar and then her to take me to the bathroom and kill me basically. Um but yeah, with I, blue paint. For the most part, yeah, with blue paint. Um, no, for the most part, we're not really given a ton of instructions because the music video is not really about us. It's about the main performer. And so, you know, mm-hmm. if it's me and a group of guys, like in Tony Braxton, we were all just around the pool table. So literally all I did all day that day was shoot pool, minus whatever little interactions she and I had. But that was it. Mm-hmm. The whole idea was that there was supposed to be guys playing pool in the background who got distracted by her, so... You know, they would call action, we would shoot pool for a little while, and then we were told the camera would pass us at a certain time, and so we all kind of needed to be distracted by her at the same time, and and that was pretty much it. So in terms of preparation for a part in a music video, there there really isn't any for the parts that I played. You know, the people who have to do a lot of preparation and rehearsal and things like that are the performer, the the recording artist or something like that, and then, you know, the dancers. Dance troops have to do a significant amount of of preparation and rehearsal to make sure that everything goes off without a hitch because their job, someone can get hurt. I'm just standing there with a pool cue. <laughs> right. <laughs> and by the way, do you know really. how to shoot pool? Oh, I would take your money shooting pool. I used to make money shooting pool. <laughs> I love billiards. I always have. Me me and pool go back a long way. Took to that game like a duck to water. So and it was actually really well, you funny. Know, I, there was a weird block of years in my life where, you know, film projects or music videos or something like that, and they always wanted my character shooting pool, and I was like, "Fuck that!" That's I mean, I'll take it. That's easy for me. You want me to just go over there and shoot pool for five right. hours? Done. <laughs> I would go over there and shoot pool all day. I'll shoot pool all day this whole week if you want me to. Yeah. So it worked out good. Wow. Well, just a, a little FYI, whether you want to know or not, um, I used to be on pool league, so I, I can completely oh, really? understand loving that game. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Yeah, I absolutely love it. But I haven't played for years. I, I have no idea yeah, if I'd still be any good. It's been a little bit. It's been a bit of time for me as well. I used to shoot regularly. Um, before I got on the on the soap, I lived in an, uh, in an apartment that was right around the block from a pool hall. So I was in that place all the time, all day, every day. You know, we shoot during the daytime, and uh, they mm-hmm. had like 25 tables in the place. And during the day, uh, the pool tables were free. At night, you had to. Um, at night, you had to pay hourly. But during the daytime, mm-hmm. they didn't have an hourly wage or an hourly rate for the pool tables. And so we'd go. You know, we'd go in and we'd get. We didn't have any money back then, so we'd go in. We'd get a cheap, like 250 draft beer or something like that, and just shoot pool for hours, hours and hours and hours. We were pretty good, you know, as as one usually is when you shoot every day. 
So, right. I <laughs> uh, shot a lot of pool in my life for a while. It has been a while, though. So. Well, I, I hopefully, you know, it never comes down to it where you have to do that for money again and just do it for pleasure. Yeah, one hopes. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> You know? I don't. I I seriously doubt I'm, it. In your case, I'm a case. survivor. We shall you see. Are, you know. I mean, I I'm always. Yeah. I'm I'm always very wary of of Hollywood. You know, there may come a day with you know with every job that you do. What if this is your last job? What if what if this is it? Could be. You never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine, but we have total faith in you. So. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna be working. Well, I appreciate it. I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna do my best to not have that be the case. I'd love to continue. To work. <laughs> no. So. <laughs> well, speaking of soaps, I'm a huge fan of General Hospital, and yeah. I have to say you are still missed, but we're so very happy to see you on other projects too. Um, it's a trip, you know. You, you never, you never. Sigan. Go ahead. What I learned. Oh. No, well, well, all I was going to say is that, you know, on a show that's been around for as long as it has been, you never really think that you're going to have any impact on anything. You know, I just was, I just was a guy who was happy to get a job. And, and I, I I learned a lot while I was there. But, you know, GH has been on the air for 54 years. I was there for the 13th and 14,000th episode for both mm-hmm. in my four and a half years on the show. Um, and... Yeah, it just was kind of a trip for me to having left the show to hear from people that my character is missed, not in like a self-deprecating way, but because it's such a big machine that's been around for so long, you never think that you as one person are ever going to make any kind of impact on anything. You know, I was just there and then I wasn't. It's always nice to hear that you know, people, people you, miss Nathan. You are such a wonderful actor and you played your part so well. And of course, we fell in love with you and Maxie and it's just... You know, with Maxie now alone and having the baby, yeah. you know, it makes us miss you even more. So <laughs> that's that's just it. But with soap opera fans, when they fall in love with an actor, they follow them no matter where you go. And, and that's what's been happening with you. You know, you have a lot of fans from General Hospital that are following you on to your other projects now. Yeah. Well, and I and I, I appreciate that, you know. I mean, like I'm somebody. I'm a, I myself, I'm a very loyal person. Um, so I I don't know. I appreciate that. I, I'll try and I keep trying to give you guys something new to watch. So I'm trying. <laughs> I'm out there hustling. I got auditions this week. Oh my gosh, that's wonderful. And I would I. I have to say break a leg, but then again, I always feel guilty when I say that. So, but you know, it's, it's oh, well, good. You know where, it's good wishes. You know where the origin of that comes from? You know where the origin of I break a leg comes from? About it. I read something about it a long time ago, but I don't remember now. So it's actually it is not it has nothing to do with actually breaking. You know, the your leg. Um, ages and ages ago, it's an old theater trope that um, theaters oftentimes hired, uh, shall we say, unreliable actors sometimes. So most theaters would overbook performers. They would book way more performers than they needed in case somebody got hurt or somebody was sick or somebody didn't back up because there was nothing worse than an act who was that was scheduled and then the actors didn't show or they had to cancel or some reason or, or whatever. 
So there was always a bit of, I don't know, like frenzied anticipation backstage for performers. Everybody knew that there were more performers that were needed and not everybody was going to get to perform that night, which meant that not everybody was going to get paid. And the definition of performing back then was if your leg broke the curtain, if you became visible from behind the curtain, if the audience saw you, then the, then the theater owed you money. And so break a leg back then became a well wish that they would be seen by the audience and that they'd get paid for their performance that night. So it didn't really mean anything about breaking. Break your leg just meant that right. your leg would break the curtain line and that you'd be seen. Because <laughs> once they saw you, technically speaking, you performed and the theater mm. owed you money. <laughs> Well, well, there you I are. bet everybody was tr- pushing <laughs> each other aside, trying to push their legs out there so they got yeah. some money for yeah, that performance. Yeah, there's probably a little bit of that. I mean, it was probably a little bit of that and coupled with a little bit of, you know, like artistic support. Like some of it, I imagine, was literally genuine well-wishing. Like, I hope you get I hope you get it tonight. I mean, the implication being we all hope we get it, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, Definitely. Well, the, the part of my question that I wanted to ask you about General Hospital is what did you learn from working on GH that you took with you on your next projects? Um, uh, I learned I learned a lot of left brain stuff about the acting business um, in my time during, during the summer. I learned, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys know the, the the doings of the soap opera, but my character, just one character alone, was often responsible for 30 to 50 pages of dialogue a day. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And to give you some scope, a primetime television show or like a Hallmark Channel movie or something like that, we might do eight pages for everybody for the entire day. You know, so my character on GH, mm-hmm. my page count to date is 72 pages in a single day that I was involved in. Now, granted, that doesn't mean that I talked the whole time or anything like that, but nevertheless, I was in 72 pages worth of material that day. And on a Hallmark film, even on a film on a day when we're there for like 12 hours during the day, that might be 10 pages. And that's all of us combined total 10. Um, So you learn in a soap opera, how to perform in a very high pressure environment you have a lot of content that you are responsible for. We have to do it really quickly because the show is responsible for a lot of content by the end of the day. We have a very strict schedule that you have to keep to, which is what I was saying about one and done. You have to be able to move mm-hmm. fast. So it's very high pressure. Um, and it's also shot like a play. You know, all of the cameras are in a line at one end. And, you know, we have to perform in such a fashion that we get all of the coverage and stuff needed from all of those cameras simultaneously, which is not how it's done in film. So you learn how to be very specific and very accurate about not only the the words that you say, your lines, but also where and how you say them. You know, it's a very choreographed dance. Um, that's It's a really high-pressure environment. So you learn how to do a lot of things. It is an exercise in multitasking, for sure. And also, you know, both left brain and right brain. This well, I can't even imagine. That is amazing. I mean, that would be an incredible accomplishment in itself to have that many pages in a day's time that you know oh, yeah. you have to be responsible for. Um, wow, you you would have to come away from that going, I seriously achieved that today. You know, it, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, 
But um, well, it well, certainly makes me feel prepared when I come to other sets, knowing that I, you know, I I made it through four and a half years on GH, and I honestly, I'm yeah. kind of a left brain robot in that way. So mm-hmm. I actually took to that system very well. So now when I come to other film sets or things like that, and other actors are stressed out because we've got 14 pages that day, um, <laughs> I'm like, it's fine. It's it's not that it's not that much. It's fine. It's going to be fine. Everybody's going to be fine. You'll see. We're all going to live. We're going to get through mm-hmm. it. We're going to do it one thing at a time. It's going to be fun. So oh, it yeah. allows me to approach other work situations from a much more relaxed standpoint, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, speaking of that, you have starred in, in many different types of roles. And is there a particular role or genre that you prefer or that you would aspire to work in moving forward? Um. Well, the one that I haven't really gotten to do much of yet is action. That's definitely where I want to go. Mm. Uh most of my skill set as a human, just as me before acting ever came in, I've always been a bit of a daredevil and I've always worked in physical fields and things like that. And, um, so I'd love to get into action stuff. I mean, I can ride a horse. I love motorcycles. I'm a good shot with a gun, with a long gun, with a short gun. I shoot pool. I used to do a lot of parkour stuff, rock climbing, things like that. I exercise quite a bit. I try to maintain like a pretty high level of physical fitness. I'd love to utilize some of that stuff in a, in a project once, you know, I mean, I feel like these are skills that are in demand in that genre and I work hard to make sure that I can, that I'm good at them. I'm good at them in real life. Certainly I could fake it. (laughs) Well, I could see you being an action hero or an action star starring in a movie. Um, and, um, and on that note, would you ever consider doing any, any of your own stunts within reason? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. On the contrary, I think I would end up being like a Tom Cruise. I think they'd have to tell me not to do my stunts. They're like, oh, no, 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 you can't. We can't have you doing that. We can't have you doing that. That's that's crazy. Sorry, we'll get somebody to do that. I'm like, no, 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 no. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Come on, let me do it. Don't ta- don't take the thrill away. You know, it's fun. Wow. It looks like fun. Come on. I would. I yeah, would love I can to. see you doing that. Oh yeah, I can see you doing that. And well, I think Tom Cruise, what did he do? He just broke his foot or something in his last movie right. he was doing? Yeah. Yeah, some damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's part of it, you know, that's part of it. I'm always healing from something. Yeah. Well, with all that you do, I can see that happening, you know. I mean, you just got to be careful. Um, you know, moving on to something that's not as strenuous and, and where you can hurt yourself, at least I don't think so, um, one of the things I was happily surprised to find out about you some time back is that you make jewelry and that you have your own business, yeah. which is called Fortunate Wanderer. Um, I mm-hmm. read that there's an interesting story behind how you started your jewelry business. Would you mind sharing that with our listeners, please? Oh, sure, sure. I mean, I don't know... I don't... I don't know how interesting it is, but I I was clipping along on the soap opera after, I don't know, maybe a year and change, maybe two years on GH. And, I, you know, I'd always grew, I grew up working in construction. I'd always work with my hands. There'd always been like a physical sort of creative, constructive element to my to my work, you know, and acting was not that. It was still creative, don't get me wrong. Um, but I missed like, you know, working in the physical world a little bit. And I was kind of bored and felt like I wanted to do some artsy, crafty stuff. And I started making stuff. I saw some pictures of some things that had been made on Instagram. And I, I sat there and I stared at them for a little bit. And I was like, you know what, man, I could probably figure out how to do that. Um, 
And so I, I bought some supplies and I just kind of set about making, you know, pendants and this, that, or the other. I didn't know anything. I didn't know what I was doing. I'm completely self-taught. Um, I just started experimenting. You know, I, I took lots of pictures of things that I thought were cool. And then I would go home and I would try to recreate them to see if I could figure out how somebody did that. And that oftentimes led to failure and stuff. But once I felt like the stuff that I was making was not absolute garbage, uh, I started posting pictures of it online. And, you know, the soap opera universe is very involved, shall we say, mm-hmm. um, in the comings mm-hmm. and goings of the of our lives and things like that. And people started to pay attention and, you know, people started asking if, if these items were for sale. And I I never started it as a business per se. I was just putzing around at my house, honestly, and I never really expected it to grow into anything even resembling a commercial enterprise like it is today. Um, I also was doing uh, fan events back in the in the day, little meet and greet events, and so I'd bring some here and there and give them out. Or if I was wearing a bracelet and somebody liked it, I'd, I'd give it to them. You're just taking it. I'll just go home and make another one. But on a long enough timetable with enough like prompting from fans and, and on enough people asking you if they were for sale, I kind of sat there for a minute and I was like, well, I guess they could be. Um I'd have to I'd have to figure out how to make that happen, and now they are, you know. And I, I make something pretty much every day, and have ever since the the inception of the company. I make almost everything myself in my home. Um, some of the beaded bracelets and things like that. One of my closest friends, Melissa, is involved in the business with me as well, and she makes some of that stuff as well, and also handles some of the uh, customer interface, shall we say. Um, but I still make. I make something for the business every single day, every day. And I actually just recently invested quite a bit of money in a whole new overhaul to my workshop, my at-home workshop. Um, mm-hmm. I, in construction, I did a number of, uh, of disciplines, but I, my last job, the one that I worked the longest, I worked for radiant heating and air conditioning uh, company, and I made copper manifolds with them. I was a blowtorch guy. I would sit in the shop with a vice and an oxyacetylene torch and make things all day, melt metal and stuff. So I just bought um, uh, a metalworking foundry for my workshop so I can start to work with, with metals and stuff like that. A lot of the wire wraps and stuff that I've done, I have saved a lot of my extra like metal clippings and things like that. And I'm going to start melting them down and making rings and things like that out of them. I make rings out of coins from around the world. I have significant quantities of sterling silver and copper and brass and gold and stuff at my house that I can make jewelry out of. So there's going to be a whole bunch of new stuff for Wanderer coming up soon. I just got artwork finished for a shoot. It's growing, you know. It's kind of fun. There's all kinds of stuff out there now. You've definitely perfected it. I mean, because I've looked at, Dawn and I both have looked at what you have online, and Mm -hmm. the pieces are just absolutely stunning. And you just, you, you look at them all and you go, I can't even pick just one. You know, you want every single one of them that's on there. I love it. <laughs> um, you know, how do you keep up with supply and demand? I mean, do they just have to wait until you finish another few pieces? Do you put them on well, one at a yeah, time on the website? No, 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 no. See, so that's kind of the thing. And there's there's always documentation up on at several places on our website that explain to people kind of how this all works because invariably we always get a lot of cranky emails about people who didn't get a piece and we have to remind them mm-hmm. that this is literally two human beings who make right. this stuff and there's only so there's only so much inventory that can be made that's only that's humanly possible to make 
Mm-hmm. Um, but the short answer is you got to wait. When you get yeah. to the website, <laughs> the first thing you want to do is get on the mailing list. And I know people hate spam emails. We are not someone who are going to spam you with a shitload of emails and stuff like that. Joining the mailing list basically just alerts you to the next time I'm going to release uh, a collection. You know, I don't want to be respectful of people's inboxes, and I don't want to bury right. them in a bunch of news that they don't necessarily need. But joining the mailing list will ensure that you get updates about any time a new product is up or the big where the big action is. There's a section on the website called The Lab. And that's like where I get to be a mad scientist and make all kinds of crazy weird stuff. And, and I do a big release. And that's probably what you guys have got pictures of and stuff like that. Um, and I do a lab release once every month or two, depending upon how long it takes me to get a, a significant quantity of these pieces made. Um, but it always takes place at noon Pacific Standard Time on a Sunday. It's always Sunday at noon. The dates obviously change because it takes me time to construct these things. But once I feel like I've got somewhere between 20 and 30, like, quality pieces that I think are are good, and I'm a perfectionist, people don't understand. Like, if I see a piece that's, like, finished, but I look at it and I don't like it, I cut it apart. And I just take the stone out and I start over again. Um, But I'm, like, I'm a ridiculous perfectionist when it comes to stuff like this. If I don't feel like I can look at this piece up close and, like, really scrutinize it and I still think it's good, if I scrutinize it and I think it's not good, I take it apart. Um, so yeah, so the website, you just get on and you get on the mailing list and you have to wait until I have, you know, constructed enough pieces. We sell out every time. Um, and so people really have to be on it. Once we send out a mailer, like the week before a release is done, and I'll probably do one in the next two, three weeks or so where these emails Mm -hmm. will go out that week. I'll let you guys know, like, Hey guys, this weekend, this Sunday, we're going to do another release. Just to give people time, I'll do one email during the week, and then I'll typically do two more. I'll do one on Saturday, being like, all right, guys, tomorrow, tomorrow at noon, I'm going to have another, I'm going to have another collection released. And then Sunday morning, I'll be like, today's the day, today at noon, just to let everybody know it's happening. That's really the only three emails you're going to get from this thing. Once every couple of months, I'll let you know that a collection is happening. And then at noon on that Sunday, all of the pieces will have been listed in the store, and we make them available for sale. It requires us to take the website down very briefly, just before noon at like 11.58 p.m. The website goes down, and you'll have like an error 404. That's just because all of the stuff is in the shop but invisible. I have to shut the shop down, make them visible, and then turn the shop back on. That usually takes me about 90 seconds. And once that happens, at noon, everything is able to be bought. And everybody goes crazy. It goes, you if you want a piece out of the lab, you got to be sitting there at your computer at noon, ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's been it's been really wild, man. It's been I've never wow. seen anything like it. It's crazy. And I do That's the best awesome. I can to try and come up with like lots of stuff. I want to try and make sure that there are a lot of things. But it often, I mean, it, they never last. I think our sellout record is like two and a half minutes. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Well, for our listeners, be sure to go to fortunatewander.com and sit at that computer. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, just get on, just get on the quick. mailing list. Just get yeah. on the mailing list. I promise I'm not going to bury you in emails. It's literally just if you see something on the website, if that looks like stuff that you like, that you would like to to have a piece of, whether you're a fan of the show or you like the jewelry or, or the films or whatnot, if you get on the mailing list, 
the only emails you're going to receive are close to the release. That's just to let you know that, that get ready. <laughs> yep, definitely. Well, you're definitely a man of many talents, and I'm not sure if you sing or not, but we'd love to see you sing in a Hallmark movie. So can you make that happen, oh, please? Oh, God, I'm not, I'm not much of a <laughs> singer. I'm good for vocal karaoke. <laughs> Well, we, you do so many other things. We appreciate every second of it, so we can't expect I'm, everything. I'm good to have around if something never breaks. So I don't know if they'll ever have me fix and stuff. But. So a jack of all trades, except for the fact that you cannot sing, or you claim you cannot sing, or won't sing. But uh, I'm 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 not much of a singer, and I'm not much of a dancer. But I'm good at a bunch of other stuff. I try to make up for it where I can. You know. <laughs> oh, well, I was I was going to say when you were talking about your mailing list for your website a little bit, bit ago, I don't think anyone would mind getting spammed from Ryan Pavey. I just don't think anybody would mind that at all. Your fan base that you have, I was just sitting there thinking, oh, he's just so modest. But seriously, I mean, I think people would be okay because, I mean, what you have to offer with the jewelry collection that you make um, – is ongoing and it's always something new and exciting and people are, are always sitting on go I'm sure that have checked out your collections in the past and continue to anxiously wait to see what's coming next so uh so in yeah. any event that's that's really cool thank you for sharing about that um yeah, of course well speaking of Hallmark movies you of course we we know you've starred in several Hallmark Channel movies and we're just so happy that mm-hmm. you know they have picked you up and you've had you've been able to to be in several and including the Mr. Darcy series, which was absolutely oh, wonderful yeah. by the way. Um, but I'm just curious, what intrigued you the most about um, the storyline for the Mr. Darcy movies upon reading through the scripts the first time, especially the first one that you did? Um, well, I, I knew the character Darcy from the Pride and Prejudice universe. And so I was excited to kind of have any kind of parallel with that universe at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and Darcy to me, like I'm kind of a, I'm a, little kid in a big kid's body um there's a little like bruce wayne vibe going on with donovan darcy a little bit to me with darcy enterprises and you know as the way his family structure is and he's kind of dark and brooding and mysterious which i always thought was interesting um and then in the second one it w- obviously was fantastic to get to see them actually fall in love and if you if you or your readers have not seen the second one it's really kind of charming i think the way that we structured the wedding slash weddings um, I'm excited about it, and I do. I hear through the uh, I hear through the grapevine that we are greenlit for another Darcy movie. At Yay! Some point in the future. Oh my I don't know when, gosh. but I think we're going to get one next year. That would be great. You know, so, and I don't think there's a Hallmark Channel fan out there that would be totally upset if it became a series, and um, because I think that story in itself, there's so many different places that it could be taken um, because of the nuances that are embedded in it, and, you know, and so it it would be really interesting to see um, what would happen, and you play a great man of mystery, I must tell you. I think the casting that (laughs) Hallmark does for their movies, really and truly, um, when they cast you in that role, and then to see the movie play out, it was like, he was perfect for that role, and you really were. Um, so, uh, well, that so makes we'll, me happy. Yeah, I mean, it was great. And um, so it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think Hallmark has got a lot of things in the hopper that they haven't revealed yet, obviously. But um, but to be able to see that that could potentially be something else in the future and, and to knowing that uh, you're going to be back in, in the movie. So, um, 
So, and speaking of movies, we would be remiss if we did not mention about your brand new Christmas movie that's coming up, Hope for Christmas, which is going to air on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries on November 20th. And, oh, and, and I know that your fans out there, Pam and I included, are just ecstatic that you are going to be in this movie, (laughs) a Christmas movie. Um, So what can you share with us about your character and about the movie without giving too much away? Um, Well, I mean, if you've watched any Hallmark Christmas movies before, you probably got a little bit of an idea of what's coming. Yeah. (laughs) I play play Mac, and we live in a, a little small town called Hopewell, and you know, like any small town, everybody kind of knows everybody. Everybody knows what's going on in each other's lives. Everybody helps. I mean, you know how small towns are. They're charming. Everybody helps everybody out, you know. And Mac's kind of a local local staple. I teach at the school, and I help out at the Christmas tree lot. And, you know, I know I know the little, little gal who runs the bookstore and stuff like that. So he's kind of a local staple and a, and a bachelor as well. Mac is uh, is widowed. And while we don't focus a lot on the on the – the grief of that because it's not i don't think terribly recent he is known you know to be like kind of a good guy but also single um and meets a lovely lady who's in town who has family ties here she kind of grew up in Hopewell, but she's from the big city these days with her little daughter and uh i'm sure you can guess we we our first run-in is maybe not the most sparks fly romantic run-in ever but we have more than one thankfully and and you know she gives me i think a bit of a of a second chance and we may or may not decide we like each other eventually you'll have to see um <laughs> yeah kiddo is, is obviously cute as always little rayanne and this one she's cute as hell so i loved it i thought it was super charming and it was my very first christmas one ever i'd never done christmas before so and well we sam and i were Pam and I were talking about that. We were wondering if this was your, you know, one and only, not one and only, but your first um, Christmas movie that you had ever done. And, of course, yeah, yeah, that's my anytime, first one. anytime, you know, Hallmark, any of the favorite actors and actresses, you know, appear in movies throughout the year, we're always pulling for them to be in a Christmas movie because the Christmas season on Hallmark Channel is so huge. And when we saw oh, you yeah. in the lineup, I was like, yes, this is awesome. So, um, so yeah, this will be great. And, um uh, to be able to see that, I'm I'm looking forward to it because I know Hallmark movies and mysteries tends to have, you know, their their even their Christmas movies are a little bit more, um, they're not somber, but the the tone of the movie and the storylines are a little bit more serious, whereas Hallmark yeah. is lighter. So um, it'll be interesting to see the dynamics of this movie and how they'll all play out. Yeah, well, and there's also you know because it's on movies and mysteries, there's a bit of a broader subject range. I think that can be broached on that channel right. than on, on the Hallmark channel itself. Um, you know, like uh, um, my my love interest, Sydney, her character, she's divorced. Um, and her ex-husband now has settled down with a new love. And so she has, you know, a moment or two here and there in the film where she chats with her daughter about, you know, something that I think, a lot of families in America probably have experienced where there's now a new pseudo parental figure in the family and how to navigate that new relationship. You know, and it's not that mom didn't love the child or that dad didn't love the child or that they didn't love each other or anything like that. It's just that, you know, that they were better apart. And, you know, this new person that's going to come into the house is not replacing your mom. It's just, you know, it's just somebody, a new person who's going to care for you. So, I mean, I thought something like that was interesting um, and novel in my experience because, again, 
you know, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, that channel, I think, um, broaches a bit of a broader subject range. Um, so it was a first mm-hmm. for me in the in my Hallmark experience. Yeah, and, and I'm thinking as you're talking about Hallmark Movies and Mysteries that um, maybe you can break into your action movie genre by starring in, like, a mystery series as a detective or doing something along those lines, you know. And it, Sign and me it's up. Genuine. Hey, I'm. We're gonna pitch it. <laughs> we'll pitch it to him and say, "Look, we've got the perfect person to do this." So, um, yeah, and he'll do his own stunts and everything, you know. Oh um, yeah, no, I'm a one-stop shop. Whatever you need, you know, horses, motorcycles, <laughs> whatever you need, I can do it all. Climbing through stuff, I'll jump out the window. Crazy things. Oh yeah. Well, before. Well, before as I we as I've up, said before, I'm sorry, Don. As I've said before, Hallmark, if you're listening, let's make this happen. <laughs> I'm in. So Sign me up. Yeah, there you go. Well, before we wrap up our interview with you, we want to play a little game—a five-question lightning round. We won't come at you out of the out okay. of the blue, anything weird, but it's all Christmas-related because this is a Christmas no, show. No and uh, and so. Uh, just answer with whatever comes to mind. There are no wrong answers. Um, first oh, of no all, no worries. Let's have it. <laughs> what is your favorite Christmas tradition? My favorite Christmas tradition? Yes. Uh, well, my family Christmas traditions are uh, ours are kind of a little bit weird. But my mom's house, we have champagne and lobster for dinner. Ooh. Oh. We usually have a little bit of a little bit of a fire pit, and we'll sit around the fire and have a couple of bottles of champagne, and everybody has lobster. Okay, That's we perfect. might come to your house for Christmas this year, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's pretty tasty. It's pretty decadent. And, you know, I mean, if we're really being honest about it, it requires a lot less time on the cooking end and a lot less time on the cleaning end than a big, giant, exactly. crazy dinner, you know? And you've got it's a lot fun, of so we hang with family, you know? I like it. I know. Yeah. What's your favorite Christmas song? Oh, God, my favorite Christmas song. I don't know what my favorite Christmas song is. I don't know that I know a lot of Christmas songs. I'll say I'll be home for Christmas. Okay, sounds good. Your favorite Christmas movie? Favorite Christmas movie? Oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna get in fights for this one. Die Hard. <laughs> Die Hard. <laughs> I'm, I, you know what? I'm sticking by it. I've decided. I'm in that camp. I'm in the camp that thinks that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Okay, I'm right there with you. <laughs> it, and they decided to do a Die Hard make, you know, Bruce Willis. Um, I think you would be great in Die Hard. I mean, let's just go there. I, I mean, totally we're going to do it. Right. You could do it. I think you'd do great. I would do it. But that's what I mean, though. If we're talking stunts, we can get real crazy here. These do not have to be G rated stunts. Whatever you need, we'll just have a sit down, we'll have a powwow, get your cameras ready, let's do it. That's right. That's right. All right. Next up, hot toddy or hot chocolate? Oh, hot toddy. <laughs> and yeah. last but not least, white lights or colored lights? And that always just reminded me more of icicles. It's got nothing to do, I don't think, with the rainbow or anything like that. But we always had them draped from the from the uh, you know the ledges and stuff outside the house. I always thought that made them look more like icicles. I know they. they yeah, they do actually. Um, they do indeed. But well, that completes our five question lightning round. Thank you for playing. All right. Pre- <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and before we let you go, would you like to give a shout out to your fans? 
I would. I always like to give a shout out to my fans. I mean, they're the only reason that I am employed. I, I am forever grateful to the fact that anybody out there cares what I do for a living. You know, because I, I care. I do really. I, I try really hard, and I'm gonna keep trying to give you something to watch. We'll see. Like we've been talking about, maybe some action stuff. Who knows? You know, motorcycles and explosions mm-hmm. and stunts and crazy stuff. So I will do my utmost to continue to provide you something to watch, should you choose to watch it. Well, thank you so much for that, and we look forward to everything you do. Thank you again for taking the time to speak with us. We really enjoyed it, and we welcome you back anytime. I appreciate it, ladies. You have a good one. Thank you so much. Thank you. No problem. Hey, guys, don't leave us yet. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Christmas Movies. That's X M A S M U V I E S. And also like our Facebook page at Christmas Movie Spotlight. Don't forget that's spelled M U V I E S. And follow us on Instagram at Christmas Movie Spotlight. And don't forget to check out our website, ChristmasMovieSpotlight.com. That's movies with M-U-V-I-E-S, ChristmasMovieSpotlight.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week. <laughs>